Hello, hello, and welcome to the weird, wild, and whimsical land of Sales Royal Navy. You know, for normal people, today is Black Friday, but for me, today is Feline Friday. That's right, folks, we are taking a trip back to Cat City. Now, if Shana Console 1104 is listening, um, this episode, or at least part of this episode, um, was inspired by you. You're the one who gave me this idea, so thank you. Um... First things first, though, I would like to give you guys a quick update on my fosters. Um, Aragon, <clears throat> excuse me, got neutered and um, got caught up on his vaccinations and everything today. Um, and that's him meowing. What? What do you think? You got anything else to say? Hi. Oh, hi, Safira. Um, sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> another veterinarian looked at the bum leg of his, and, um, he agreed that it would be best just to leave it, you know, not amputated or anything, because it's not really getting in Aragon's way, and it doesn't seem to hurt him. Um, apparently he was a very good boy at the vets today. I was afraid that he was gonna act out, um, because he was, he was kind of scared. Um... But apparently he was very well behaved. Um, I think he's still a little bit drunk. <laughs> um, they just got home maybe 30 minutes ago, if that. Um, and I do actually... <laughs> <coughs> Ew. Sorry. Um, sorry about that. Well, I don't know how to cut that out, but I don't, I really don't want to keep, oh well. Okay, um, anyway, I do have a couple of stories. Um, he, uh, has recently taken to playing with my hair. Um, he started out doing that while I was laying in bed. Um, like, I'd be laying on my side and he would come up behind me and, like, chew on my hair and kind of swat at it and whatnot. Um, but just within the last couple of days, he was actually taken to um, playing with it while I'm sitting up. What he does is he will stand behind me, um, sit up on his back legs, and um, like chew on my hair and kind of bat at it and you know basically just attack it. Um, and it's it's just it's funny. And he will also sometimes lick my head while he's doing that. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Um, he also licked my ear the other day, which really, really tickles. Holy cow. Um, or holy cat? Um. <laughs> sorry. What? What you doing, big boy? Um, I don't know why he's so talkative this evening. Probably because he's still kind of drugged. I know. Um. But... Excuse me. Um, we actually gave him some medication last night and this morning to sort of calm him because we knew that this was probably going to be really scary for him. Um, he was actually very calm all night until this morning when I woke up and he was like attacking my hair and like just, you know, basically being Aragon going crazy. So I guess last night's dose had worn off. 
Um, but we put some more in wet food and, and gave it to him this morning. Um, I felt so bad for Safira as soon as they left. Um, now, it, it actually wasn't that difficult to get him... <clears throat> excuse me, into the carrier. We were afraid that we would have to, like, shove him in there. Not really shove him, but, you know, kind of force him in there. And I knew he wasn't going to like that, but Mom managed to get him in there with minimal coaxing, so that's good. Um, and apparently he was very quiet on the way there and the way back. Um, like, he didn't meow or anything. <clears throat> but as soon, as, pretty much as soon as they left, um, Safira started meowing, and she just sounded so sad. Like, she was like, and it, it broke my heart. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I have, like, allergies or something right now. Um, pretty sure I don't have COVID because I don't have a fever or anything like that. But anyway. Um, I'm sure that a part of her was glad to have a break. Um, because he always likes to run around and, you know, attack everything slash everyone including her and he'll chase her around and you know I'm sure that she was glad to have some time to herself um just to be able to relax um but especially in the beginning she really missed him and it like I said it broke my heart now when my mom brought him back um she put the carrier on the bed and opened the door and just let him come out on his own and he he didn't really venture out until um Safira jumped up on the bed and he like ran up to her like it, it was like something you see in the movies where people like are reunited and they run into each other's arms it was a lot like that um it was really really cute um Aragon um and the lady that had them before me told me that um when they reunited, when Sophia, after Safira got spayed, it was it was really sweet as well. Um, I will be back in a few minutes to address the thing that Shanikin wanted me to and the other cat myths. So stay tuned. again ladies and gentlemen we are back and I do apologize um, for sort of abruptly ending the last segment um, but my mom was coming in and I wanted to talk to her um, but as I said earlier um, Shane can soul 1104 if you don't remember her go listen to my let's get spiritual episode um, asked me to address something and that something is why do cats have nine lives and I know Aragon. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell us why? Um, I think he misses his manhood. He sounds very sad. Anyway, um, that's actually something I've been wondering about for quite a while. Um, you know, out of all the numbers out there, why nine? And, you know, when, when, when people say, yeah. When people say that cats have nine lives, are they saying that they have nine incarnations or they have nine lives in their current incarnation? Um, like, I don't know if you guys have seen the Talking Kitty Cat series, um, but there's a segment on there called Sylvester's Diary 7, Sylvester Goes to Hell, and it details th the three lives that Sylvester has lived thus far. Um, 
and it basically it, it's saying that he reincarnates. Um, but my mom thinks that they have nine lives in one incarnation. Like it's like a video game where if you get hit a certain number of times, you can still come back and and you know keep your position basically. Um, and she thinks that it's because cats are such resilient animals. Um, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, if they if they do reincarnate, do they remember their past lives, like Sylvester does? Now, I do know that the Talking Kitty series is fictional and is, you know, strictly comedic and everything, but it, it, it raises plenty of interesting questions, I think. Um, and, you know, because Sylvester basically tells the story of all of his lives and his subsequent trips to hell after his lives ended. Um, which I think is kind of funny that he went to hell. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um... Uh, let's see. Um, you know, because humans, we don't remember our past lives, at least not consciously. Um, there are ways of bringing back those memories, and I personally have had uh, moments where something will kind of feel familiar when it really shouldn't. But, you know, as we all know, cats are a higher being, so it wouldn't surprise me if they held memories of their past lives. I'm mostly kidding. Well, I'm kidding about, well, they think they're a higher being, and... It is true that, you know, most cats have their owners trained, including mine. Um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they retained some memory of their past lives. Um, just simply because animals are so much more aware of, like, the extra mundane. Like, you know, if a ghost is there, animals typically will growl and stuff. And, you know, it's said that cats are mind readers. Um, I believe that, if, if nothing else, they're empaths. Um... You know, I and, and the thing is, they don't have logic to tell them that these things aren't real, which we do, which, you know, I think precludes a lot of us from, from being aware of, you know, other uh, the other things that are out there that go beyond just our five senses and, and go beyond what's right in front of our faces. Um, and I think that, you know, animals by nature, because they don't have logic to get in their way, are m much more aware of the subtle vibrations of the universe around us. Um, now, the myth about cats always landing on their feet. Um, they do if they are... Oh gosh, my mom actually told me about this. I think they have to be at least three feet in the air to land on their feet. Or it's... There's a certain height. Um, like, I remember one time my cat Artemis fell off my bed... And she landed, like, on her back or her side or something. I mean, I could tell just by the, the sound she made that she la didn't land on her feet. And I was like, Mom, like, what the heck was up with that? I thought cat cats always landed on their feet. And she's like, oh, they have to be at least three feet up. Um, so that legend is true. Um, given the right circumstances. Um, now, people... Ugh, People actually killing cats to see if they have nine lives is uncool. Um, like, yeah, I'm as curious about that as the next person, but I'm not... No, that is not cool. Of course, I think half of those people either have serious mental problems or they just want an excuse to hurt animals, which is, is sick. 
Excuse me. Um, let's see. What are some other cat myths? Oh, well, this isn't exactly a myth. This is a, a figure of speech that I actually had explained to me. Um, when people say it's raining cats and dogs, um, obviously that means that it's raining really, really hard. Um, but why cats and dogs? Well, when thatched roofs were a thing, if it was raining really hard, cats and dogs would hide inside the thatched roof. And a lot of times they would end up falling through, so it was like it was raining a cat or a dog in the building. Hence, raining cats and- at least that was the story I was told. Um... Let's see here... Um... I personally believe cats understand and know way more than we we think they do. Um, just because they can't verbalize their thoughts in a language that we, we recognize does not mean that they don't have them. Now, I don't think that they have, you know, high logic and like high reasoning like we do. But, you know, for example, my mom's cat, Frankie, which I really, I need to do an interview with her because she's hilarious. Um, she meows all the time. Anytime anyone makes fun of her or makes like a scathing remark about her, she will meow back very, very, you know, very sassy. Um, or if you say hello, she'll go, well. Um, and not all cats are that in tune with human speech patterns and whatnot. I think she is kind of the exception to that rule. But if you listen to the way they meow, there is a message to be delivered. Their language is more simple than ours, but they do have one. Um, yeah, Aragon, what do you think? Um, my mom has actually told me that if a cat is, like, injured or under serious stress, they will actually purr. Um, and normally we think of purring as something they do when they're content, which usually it is. But... Purring actually releases, like, endorphins in their bodies, and that will help calm them, and it's kind of like a body-made, like, painkiller. Yeah. What? What you doing? Can you tell us about your vet appointment today? I know, it was hard, wasn't it? Are you glad to be back home? Okay, he's done. Um... You know, the way, I, I don't remember what the chemical, I think it's endorphins, I don't know, I could be wrong. It's some kind of chemical that calms and, you know, helps to alleviate pain and stuff. So that's why if a cat is injured or, or really scared or upset, they'll purr. Um, it's, it's like a calming thing, or like a coping mechanism, I guess. Um, and actually, it's been proven, at least from what, I've, from what research I've done, it's been proven that the vibrations of a cat's purr are actually beneficial for humans as well. Um, I personally find purring to be one of the most soothing sounds in this world. Um, like, I wish that I could get a cat to just lay beside my head and purr while I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, because it is just so calming, that, that susurration is so relaxing, um, And, yeah, um, and like I, like I said, it's, at least according to the research that I've done, it's actually proven, I don't know if it's beneficial, um, physically for us, 
but mentally it's definitely a good thing. And I actually read that playing with puppies and kittens before an exam will help improve your grades. Um, and when Artemis was a kitten, I made that excuse. I was like, while we're studying, I want to get the kitten out and play with her. Um, let's see here. Hi, Aragon. Hi, big boy. I missed him today. Um, I think that covers pretty much everything. Um, I'm sure there are other weird cat myths and or expressions and or facts that I can impart to you guys in another episode, but um, that's it for today. Um, thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this, please favorite, or I don't know how it works, favorite? I think that's how you like follow people on Anchor. I don't know. Um, either way, keep a lookout for more for future episodes. Um, um, big hugs to Shanekin and Oshkek, um, and big hugs to all of you listening. I hope you enjoyed this trip back to Cat City, and I will see you again soon. Bye!